When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. 7-Eleven. Hot food, hot and ready near you. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, 693 SQ in Brisbane, 1170 SEN in Sydney and 6020 SEN Gold Coast. Welcome to Steve Phillips. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm unreal. <laughs> and Steve O'Keefe. Oh, thanks for the having me, Steve. Melissa. Yes. yes. I love How it. exciting. Power. It's good. Power couples. It's good. And you know what I'll tell you? What's the best thing? What? Mm. My kids aren't here. Oh, uh, yeah. we should have brought them in. No. <laughs> we had that last week with Jules King. Yeah. yeah so he was oh, still pulling he plugs and it was cut. amazing. It was fun. Yeah, quite funny. How old are his kids? Uh, I think about eight or nine. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 He's got eight or nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, got... would have, that would have been interesting. Yeah. So what are your kids doing? Are they home alone or are they being supervised? I don't care. Yeah, yeah, the quicker we can move on I from talking care. about them, it's great. But like, honestly, I'm not even meant to be working today. I just thought, I'm coming in. Are you going to stay for the next show too? You're just That's gonna... right, yeah. yeah. School yeah. holidays is brutal, right? And you, you two probably wouldn't understand it, but it's like... No, it's... I have no. fond memories. Yeah. No, I, never, <laughs> I never went to school, so... I didn't mean that. I mean, looking after them and it's relentless. Plus, the rain hasn't like you can't really go anywhere, yeah. and they're constantly just at you. And I love them; they're big fans of the show, so no yeah. doubt I'm, they're listening. Going, what dad yeah, hates yeah. us? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I do love the kids, but I, you know what I would like to propose is a minute silence, not for like anyone in particular, just for parents, just <laughs> and not like not like an Anzac Day Those, style minute yeah. silence, just one minute of silence. silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Does the iPad not work? Uh, Does it, you yeah. just... Well, you go through these conflicting things as a parent, right? So you go, you know what, yeah, get on the iPad. Yeah. And then you start sitting there thinking, oh, oh hang on, technology. what are we doing? Why are they on the iPad? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, don't worry about yeah. it, just leave them. No. <laughs> if they're quiet, just leave totally. them. Totally, <laughs> yeah, in the car with the window down slightly is all right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the um, well, it's like the casino. Like They call yeah. it a crash in the car park, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, our kids have been spending quality time in RSLs and uh, yep. <laughs> and pubs. Good way to learn. No, that's a good way to get street smarts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You learn a whole bunch of stuff. You're not going to get book smarts, but you're going to get street smarts. And yeah. that's more important in life. That's right. We were Last week, we there was a pool lesson, so we got the, the pool cues out and we taught them how to be a pool shark, you know, mm. and then... We went into the pokies for a bit, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the had, VIP room. You know, had a gamble and suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. club I, club diamond heart. Yeah, you've got the pattern, have they now? Yeah. Interesting. Those VIP rooms for the, where the pokies yeah, are. VIP, there's yeah. never a VIP there's in there. No, is there? Not there's, too many VIPs <laughs> rolling around the VIP no, room. No, they might want to reassess the name there. Yeah. I, I think the hard, I don't. I'm not a parent, but I reckon the hardest part would be just the. I need a lot of like me time, like alone. Yes. And I think I, that would be 
Well, it's yeah. funny. I go to the toilet a lot when Do I'm looking you? after my kids. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, I was, to... I was on the toilet for that long the other day that I had to go again. <laughs> so <laughs> I went in for the first one and I was and then, there that yeah. long that the second one was yeah. about an hour later. Daddy, you were right in there. Leave me alone. Just yeah. crying on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> picture of adulthood. Oh, it's really, you're, making, you're selling it to us. I can't wait to have kids. So great. It, it took me back to um, wow. the lockdown and like oh, the lockdown oh, with wow, kids was yeah. tricky and homeschooling was pretty brutal. Although yeah. I did get to live out a bit of a fantasy. I got to sleep with the other teacher, which I always wanted to do. Um, and well, it's wow. my wife. Right, right, calm down. But yeah, yeah no, it, I'm it, it, it was a long lockdown, uh, and I was hoping maybe the relief teacher turned up just one day. <laughs> hey. I hope she doesn't listen to this show. Uh, uh, I don't know what's very going to good. How have you been? Uh, well, it's uh, not as much energy as that. I've been. Uh, I'll tell you what's been good over the last couple of days. It's been a lot of sport. Uh, we've There's had the been tennis, a ton of sport. Mm. the union, yeah. the cricket. The league, yeah. yeah. So I've every had... every like angle has covered. You don't it's... if you don't like rugby league, that's all right. There's cricket on. Well, you it's quite like difficult because you're trying to watch the games last night, and I was watching the union. So then I had to get my phone out, and yeah. I had to go cricket, and then I had to watch the <laughs> league. So I was flicking between three different. Yeah. It's like Rain Man at home. I just had all these <laughs> yeah. screens going, and I'm watching, and I'm yelling at one and cheering on the other. It was quite conflicting. My well, I like that's why I like being at a pub because they always have like yeah. several. Screens. I actually went to the pub. Um, so I'm on day, I think I'm on day four of like 13 Ooh. working for Channel 10. And um, on Friday, we, everyone was going out for drinks at the pub. Mm. And I was like, we're great people I work with. But I was like, nah, guys, I'm just going to go home and have a quiet one, you know. Yeah. I ended up going to the another pub <laughs> by myself. Ah. <laughs> Just, just so you can yeah. sit down and, and just... Just because I got, yeah, because I got home and I just pulled up the car and I went, oh, I re- you know what, I really want some bangers and mash and <laughs> I'm not cooking them, even though it's bangers and mash, yeah. like the most simple thing to cook. Yeah. I walked into the pub and I just sat there and just had my bangers and mash, watched five different sports. Yes. And I was like, this is... You'll be a great best. parent because that's essentially what it <laughs> is. So <laughs> I, I, no, you know, I remember seeing, like, if you ever... <laughs> back in the day, if you saw a, a bloke in a park by himself or yeah. something like that, be like weirdo alert. Yeah. Now I just go, that, that's, that's a dude. Yeah. yeah, that's a dude just getting some time out. Just like, some Same as the pub, the right? Yeah. Just, sometimes you don't want to be with your mates. You just want to be quiet time. I need a, a lot schooner. of quiet time. Because I think also in our jobs, we're always talking to people all day. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just don't want to hear from well, you. are day four. So what have you got planned after day 13? Have you got some sort of... I don't think of... I'll last that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't looked that far ahead. Yeah. No, I've actually... But the good thing is then you get a lot of days off. So then I've got a whole week nice. of just... Perfect. Just J time. Oh, and you're on day four too, so... I'm on day... This is the last day that I've been in uh, in the SEN studios. What yeah. shows couple, have you been doing? Um, all the really, I know, I heard you yesterday. All the really popular ones. Um, <laughs> Crunch time, drive home. I'm not sure what. The Are you making are a run for James Magnuson's yeah. title? I tell you, there is no way that I could get anywhere near the missile. His his knowledge and banter far supersedes mine. Much like the cut. But the also three his here. appearance. His like his constant. He's on every show. He is. Yeah. Every yeah. time oh, I turn on his CN. I thought you were talking about his actual appearance oh, for no. a second. I was like, oh, hang on, what's she having a crack at him? Yeah. Well, I mean, occasionally you'll lose sight and get onto the Daily Mail and see him in his budgie smugglers, yes. and he looks like the the human yeah, our, our second version of four is uh he's got a bed under the desk here like george costanza in seinfeld yeah. like uh, sen sleep. he's just well, he sleeps it, under there it took me i was working with him for about four to six weeks and i loved the tv the, the show sas and 
Uh, it took me six weeks to realise that he was on it because he didn't have the beard. Yes. And I watched that full season. And <laughs> so I, you I, had I not a, come across I admired, James. That's how simple my brain works. I admired him. And then I went, <laughs> like, just halfway through, I was like, you're that, you're that guy from SBS. <laughs> you nearly, you so nearly you won it. attention like, yeah. to the fact that Australia's Olympian James Magnuson was on SES. You were like that bearded man. Yeah. So, every so I time... actually got starstruck in the middle of a show. When they, when they were looking at the other people in that show, you were like, yep, know them, know them. And not yeah. once during the yeah, whole run of that I'm series thinking. did you not go, who's the guy in the beard? Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's just blown in from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Talking Looks about like he'd Olympics. be really good at swimming. <laughs> well, oh, you know, on those celebrity shows, and to be fair, obviously James Magnuson, and this is not aimed at him at all, but mm. I feel like that we're going to run out of them. Like, oh, there's yeah. that many, in, in terms of reality shows, mm. like, there's that many reality TV shows. I've got a theory that eventually we'll all be on one eventually at some point because there's not enough people. What would you go on, Steve? Well, I'm not going on any of them, right? No, but... no, you've got to, you're, <laughs> on, you're name, volunteering. Name you're a master chef or something, surely. You've got no, a good, good cooking I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you mine in a second. Um, but because it's like this, you go, I reckon my theory is this, that it's eventually the only way you'll be able to introduce yourself at a barbecue mm. is, hey, you know, yeah. I'm Gary, MasterChef season three. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, Steve, RBT, yeah. Yeah, season three, four, and five. Say, yeah. <laughs> Northern Beaches Police, Steve. Yeah. It's me, RBT. <laughs> I'm the one that beat up on the pokey machine at the state. Oh, yeah. So you're going you're gonna to be on RBT, all right? Well, at least it's not great, is no, it? No, no, I'm not going to be on RBT. He's, he's got the zero, but it'll be yeah. the one where the counter's ticking down That's and right. it'll be looking sus. Or when you yeah. like watch it and you're like, this guy is going to blow that far over and then suddenly there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, is this bloke? Locked his kids in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Steve's I'll be blown under, but his children. Yeah, I'll be the guy getting chased down the street from a current affair reporter because I oh. yeah, yeah owe someone fifty bucks. Yes. Or, yeah. I, was, oh. I actually was on a current affair once. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, the true story. Oh, true God. story. Obviously, no other comedians were available. Um, it was Christmas, and they did one of those puff pieces on. Bonbon jokes in the Christmas crackers. Oh, love it. I got a call. You know, every other comedian in Australia must have either said no or um, weren't available. And you were like, absolutely. Well, I always want to be on a current affair. Yeah, it was like, about to tell you relieved that yeah. at least it wasn't for something where you'd, right. you'd been ripping off your yeah. grandma who's 98 or something. Yeah, like I that. didn't see that story going that way, to be honest. I no? thought you were going to be like, yeah, I was on there. And Bad neighbour. I, I did a bit of labouring. Yeah, yeah. Like, or dodgy car yard dodgy. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mechanic who ripped me off. Or um, <laughs> I do have a question for both of you, a little bit slight off topic, but since we're waxing lyrical about um, no, nothing of great context or content, <laughs> um, Kyrgios and the Joker, right? They're going to well, play. Great the, segue. They're going to yes. play. They're, they're playing the final, obviously tonight. Yeah. Uh, they've developed somewhat of a bromance. Yeah. And have been message, messaging each other on Twitter. And mm. uh, now, since the Joker came over and Kyrgios supported him when he. Had the um, the COVID and and was you know getting ridiculed by all of Australia, which was rightfully deserved. Um, the, the Instagram account reads like, if you're inviting me over for a drink or dinner, I accept. P.S. Winner of tomorrow pays. Who which, has said in this? In which Curios replied, okay. that was the Joker. Yeah. Curios replied, deal. Let's go to a nightclub and go nuts. Now, what are your thoughts on two opponents before a game publicly coming out and expressing their bromance? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's fine in an individual sport. Yeah. Because in an individual sport there's not as much. Like if I saw if you saw the origin teams yeah. or you saw your, you know, you're a South Sydney fan. Yes. Yeah. So if, if South Sydney and the Raiders, mm. I'd be like, no, I want to hate yeah, Stephen yeah, Keith yeah, this that's week. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 You know? So I think it's different in an individual sport. Okay. 
What would you do? You're an athlete. You tell us. Uh, well, I think it is a little bit different. Uh, and clear, you know, I've I've won a few grand slams myself, so I can feel <laughs> f- feel free hold, fair to comment hold, here. I've walked out in front of millions of people. But and, you do hold some sort of spin record. Um. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Look. Basically, Kyrgios or Joker and us, we're the we're the same, same person. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, would I be chatting like that before a final out publicly? I don't know. It just leaves a bad taste. I'd want it. You know, to be a bit more like you want you want Fiery. them to hate each other. You know, they want there to be a villain, a good guy and a bad guy. You know, yeah. I don't but want them to like each other out there. Tennis is not really that sport that has villain. Like they. Oh, there's they, a lot of villains. There's a lot of villains. But they're not that go at each other. You know what I mean? Like I feel like rugby league, you have villains against each other. Yeah. You know, rugby even. Well, the Sitsipas, I mean, that, that got pretty heated, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. what about earlier in the year, Tomic and... Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, didn't Tomic challenge him to a fight? A million dollar. A million boxing. dollar. Was it a fight or was it a no, game? No, it was a game. Well, right. They also, he said, I'll it should take you in fight. the ring as well. Yeah. He oh. said something like that. So Just I think Tomic really is struggling. <laughs> well, Need some money. You know, yeah. the, the, all this beef was before Wimbledon. How's Tomic feeling right now? He's, yeah. <laughs> you know, Probably if we had him on the phone, he'd go, yeah, I could beat him. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. He's just lost a challenger during the week, I yeah. think, uh, overseas, <laughs> which is not even a... Oh, did he? Yeah, really? I was, so uh, he's, he's, he's battling. He has lost. What have you got there for us, Marky boy? He lost the challenger Malaga to Masur. In round of 32. Wally Masseur. Wally. Jesus. Wally. No, not Wally. Not Wally. Not Wally. Wally. We'll have him later. Not Wally. Wally. Daniel, Daniel Masseur. Daniel Wally's Masseur. on the show later, isn't yeah. he? If I ask him. That's yeah. all about tanking. So the first set he's lost in a tie break, 7-6, and then he's lost six love in the second. So clearly he's just given up. No, I can't say that he has, but, uh, yeah, to lose six love. Anyway, that's Bernard. That's Tommy. great. Enough minutes on him. Have yeah. you ever uh, ever had a crack at, like, in cricket, have you ever sort of rolled someone up before a game? Oh, yeah, it was part of my – I mean, when you lack the ability that I have <laughs> when you can't spin the ball and bat, you've got to use some wisdom. And because I used to get really anxious, I know what a lot of players were feeling. So, you know, in the in the jungle, the laws of the jungle, you attack the weak little cub. That's generally how you do. You know, you pick <laughs> off the weak. So I would find the guy with the less amount of games and really zone in and target on that. I don't reckon – And then when the big bulls would stand up on the other side, I'd just be sheepish hiding behind the bigger bulls on my team. So I was a very cagey uh, 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 cagey lion, I guess, in my uh, in my cricketing career in, in going into uh, sledge, my opposition. But what was the biggest – Cricket match of your career? Biggest cricket match? Uh, I play, Probably tests. We played over uh, in India. It was probably the biggest game that I played in, yeah. And so you're about to play India. Did you get on socials and just, you know, flick? Um, yeah, you know, I know Virat Kohli. Yeah, go, hey, mate. Just say, yeah, yeah, dinner? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I actually asked him for a pair of shoes because when, <laughs> when he was originally in Australia when he was 19, he went to the Cricket Academy and yep. we went to the Cricket Academy together and he was a relative nobody then he was 18 or 19 and we used to have to pick them up in the bus as part of our job so I used to pick him up from the bus uh, and then one day he said I really want to get some ASICS shoes so I drove him to the ASICS factory where we would get 50% off yeah right um, and all the Indian guys that would come over would go in and get some shoes 50% off because they love the Australian ASICS box then fast forward 10 years I rock up uh, we're playing in a test series and he's just signed a 20 million dollar a year deal with Puma (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> and, I said, and I said, hey, mate, uh, chairs of any shoes. 
And he goes, sure, Steve, I'll see what I could do. Uh, and then didn't give me any shoes. So oh, <laughs> absolutely crap. You asked him, though. I, I love yeah. that. You're like, hey, mate, remember that time I took you to the factory here <laughs> yeah. in Australia? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he just is like, uh, he's on yeah, yeah. 150 mil a year. Well, yeah, he's like, no uh, shoes uh, for uh, you, uh, Steve. Do so. you still hold the, uh, what was the best foreign spinner record in a test in India? No, not now. There's a, 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 the New Zealand uh, it, was, it was 12 took, for 70. Yeah, 12 for yeah. 70. But the New Zealand spinner took 10 in an innings, if oh, you remember. Yes. Oh, only yes. recently, which That's is only, only recent, isn't it? Third or fourth yeah. guy to ever do it and ended up with 14 for the Were match. Were you filthy? Did you, did no, you, not, no yeah. not at all. Did you send him a text? Yeah. Like yeah. an aggressive one? You know, right, right. Let's, go, let's go to a nightclub and go nah. absolutely nuts. No, just like cheers, dickhead, or like, <laughs> thanks for thanks for ruining my record. Yeah, like, yeah. Nothing? Damn it. I stand for nothing now. Were you like, oh, I'm going to have to come out of retirement? Yeah. All right. Yeah. If I have to do it again, I will. Yeah. All right, I'll go 14 as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, leaning into the cricket, the Aussies are well placed. Steve Smith's first 118 months, Marnus Labuschagne, nice 100. Mm. Uh, and the Sri Lankans are bouncing back well. They're two for 180, chasing Australia's 360 in the first innings. First innings runs are going to be huge. Uh, Mitchell Swepson's got a wicket and Mitchell Stark's got a wicket. So it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. I thought the Sri Lankans would fold over. They had four players who... Uh, had gone down with COVID, um, but it is again, like I said, a weekend of sport. There's some great sport on. If you some loose ends, stick the cricket on five oh two or five oh one, and and get stuck into the little bit of that red cherry. It's a fairly friendly time too. Yeah, it's good, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's unreal. Do your kids like it? Steve, they hate the you? cricket. Yeah, great. Yeah, okay, yeah nice. I, I love the cricket. I guess. Do they like big bats? It's a generational thing. Isn't yeah, it? Like, do a they like the shorter? Yeah, we yeah. watch a lot of the women's cricket. Yeah, we yeah. we do enjoy the women's cricket a lot. I feel like the women's cricket for me is less bashing. You know, biggest person hitting it over the fence. A bit more skill based. Yeah. yeah, and you've got to hit the holes. It's like cricket kind of used to be a bit before the, all the bats got really yeah. big there. You know, uh, you got to find the hole. There's a certain level of touch and yeah. skill. Well, there's they've just announced that the women's tournament uh, is going ahead. A lot of it's going to be played in Mackay. 59 games will be on TV. Great. The, the women have signed their own MOU, yep. um, which is huge for the women's game. And the average women's cricketer now in the country will be earning uh, $90,000, mm. um, which the players' unions really fought for and I think is, is miles ahead of any other female team sport, maybe netball's up there on par- parity with pay. But for the women in cricket, that's huge. And they fully deserve it. The, the skill level over the last four or five years, you're seeing rugby league now bring in the four extra teams yeah. to the women's comp. But you, you, get, you allow these women the opportunity to train and play and do it professionally. And their skill level is is just as good as the men's. The only thing they miss is the power, which you can't change but as you just quite rightly said Steve is that it just changes the dynamics of the game and yeah. they're, they're a little bit more crafty in the way that they choose to select their shots well so. even when you're watching the bowling I find that you watch the women's cricket for the spin mm. not the fast, fast bowling. bowlers yeah whereas you I sort of like the more interested in the fast bowling with the men's, men's cricket yeah. but cricket uh, well NRL as you were sort of mentioning Steve NRL and AFL they're sort of where cricket was 20 years ago yep. when they sort of recognized the gap in the market and went yeah. okay we're not going to make money off this right now but well, in 20 years we are It's funny how people say oh that's the it's the gap in them and you're like it's 50% of the population yeah. like if you are if you are not <laughs> supporting and putting money into 50% of the market like yeah. think about you've got the young girls who can go you know what I can make a career out of this yep. Uh, but then you've also got the mums and the dads and the supporters that will come along and watch their daughters play the game. So, And you've got kids who they don't care what gender they're watching. 
No, no. I love watching you don't women's do big that. bash. You've got kids. No, yeah, we watch the women's footy. Watch sport. I'll watch time. anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's footy Berlin, on that. Yeah, let's anything. watch it. Yeah. The New South Wales Cup was on yesterday. That was great to see. It was on the telly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've yeah. been they calling get for that for a one game a week, don't they? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's just as good a quality football, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So the men's final is live on SEN uh, from 10 p.m. That is tennis. Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic. Brett Phillips and Luke Saville will have the call. Around 17, just looking at the NRL, the Eels 28 defeated the West Tigers 20. Rabbitohs 40 defeated the Knights 28. Plenty to come out of both those games. Sharks 28 defeated Storm 6. We'll review all the games from round 17. Look ahead to this afternoon's clash at Suncorp Stadium. Broncos and the Dragons. That's on SEN 3 p.m. straight after crunch time. Mark Brable, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler with the call. Remember, you can join the conversation all the way throughout today's show. one 1170 Text 0457 736 736. After the break, re-review last night's game at Leichhardt. Bounce off Mia Corey, cleaned up by Marnie. They go from dummy half and they score. For Manu Brown. This incredible story. Brown for Hastings, Laurie chasing through, pressure here on Gustafsson, Laurie plants it down, a heads up piece of play on the last, long ball here for Dylan Brown, goes over the top, a touch by the Tigers, Sebo for the corner, it looked like he got it down, he thinks he got it down and the referee says yes. Out the back, Wonga Blake does well. Basketball to Sevo. He's got support. He chips over Moses. Here comes Moses. Brooks has a swing and a miss. And Reid Marty. He plants it down. There is a surprise attack from the Eels from inside their own 20. Now Moses out there takes them on. That is brilliant from Mitch Moses. He finds Moses who grabs. He's done it again. What a game he's having. And it's Isaiah Papaliti. He can pose for the photos. Yeah, that was the Eels 28 defeating the West Tigers 20. They are now just outside the top four. It's still in touch with uh, the two points behind the Cowboys, Storm and the Sharks. Nathan Brown made a return uh, to NRL off the bench. There was... It was sort of soft tries led in from both sides. The Tigers led at one point twelve nil after there was that uh, try in the opening minutes was disallowed to the Eels. Probably, I would say you saw the best and the worst perform worst in for the Eels last night in terms of Mitch Moses was great at times. Yeah. There was, but there were still a few soft tries that got let in. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's not, it wasn't the most convincing performance from the Eels, given that they've had a couple of poor performances uh, against the Bunnies most recently. And they're, they're the team that, you know, as a fan, you obviously get frustrated. But a, a win is a win. They probably had to grind for it and get it in different circumstances. I do think the Matamua Sinbin uh, for the late tackle on Moses was a turning point. Uh, I think they put on a couple of tries uh, in that space of time. We did see glimpses of it. As you said, I think Mitchell Moses had a, 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 an outstanding game. Um, a couple of late tries to Nofaluma on the left. You know, gave the Tigers some hope, uh, but unfortunately Dewey couldn't quite nail them from the sideline and get them within reaching point. So again, for the Tigers, it's, it's another frustrating loss and, and maybe a little bit of a balancing out there for the, the Parramatta Eels in 
trying to build some momentum to get back to their best. He looked shattered, the young kid on debut, and not imagining that he'll yeah. end up in the sin bin. But I did yeah. notice something about the sin bin was that there seemed to be about four or five people in there with him, just having a bit of a chat and a muck around. <laughs> I was like, it should be the naughty corner. Shouldn't yeah. it? They Wait, flicked to him. He had a smile you... on his face. Yeah. They flicked to him. He was having a great time. He's enjoying his, I mean, it was, it was a late tackle or whatever. So That'd be a great excuse, bit of. But he's just smiling. It'd be a great bit of <laughs> trivia um, at the end of his career if he goes on to have a fantastic career and it's, you know, what happened in his. But I'd like to see the Simbin reverted back to a, like a naughty corner style scenario because he, he was just in there going, well, it's raining outside. I'm in here. I'm having <laughs> yeah. a great time. And then four, three of his mates were having a good chat with him and whatever. Yeah. But it should be, you should be in isolation in the corner, made to think about what you just did before yeah. you go back out. You That's... reckon it should be like an SAS style. They put a hood over you, <laughs> yeah. ear, earmuffs on and, and, a, and a blindfold. You cannot hear what's happened for the whole 10 minutes. So you run out there and your team could be yes. down by 24 yeah. points. And you're I... like, I'd be thrilled to be put in the sin bin as a player, wouldn't you? Just be trying to get sin binned all the time. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Josh Maguire's good well, at because, that. Well, because yeah. you can just be sit there and, great, I can watch the game. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. That, this is the rapid You're looking getting. at me like you're shocked. Well, I'm just like, yeah, you're just letting, you know, now now third, you know, 12 of your teammates now have to do the heavy heavy lifting of you being out. You're yeah, going to see sounds... you going, day off, seven minutes. Day off. How good. It'd be all like right. me just sitting out there watching you guys. Well, I was just about to say, one of us should just duck off. Steve, what are well, your thoughts? Yeah, let's go yeah. and grab well, a coffee. I'd like to I'd like to see um, the Simbin brought into real life occasions. So, you know, if you, you, yeah. you're carrying on a little bit and you're having a bit of a whinge about the man flu or whatnot. And yeah. You can just pull a card out and you're like, mate, you've got 10 minutes. You're 10 minutes. Just over there, you're sit done. in the corner, go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, would, I would enjoy that, but I'd probably just try and get myself into trouble. Every time I've, I've accidentally let out a little swear word on this show Have occasionally, you? maybe I should put in a, <laughs> yeah, maybe it, I should be put in the sin bin yes, when that happens. Right. What did you say? Oh, well, you obviously I can't didn't repeat say anything it. Yeah. Bad, bad. <laughs> what, what exactly did you what say? What exactly did you yeah. say? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tell the, me what you said. The good yeah. old dump button. It's um. So where do we it's see? Where do we see the Eels fitting into this? Uh, I mean, you know, they were sort of halfway through the, the the halfway through this half of the season. You're saying right top four. They knocked over the big dogs. They'd gone through, but now we're seeing the rise of the likes of the Sharks. We're seeing uh, the Cowboys playing outstanding. Where do you have them in your eight, or if at all in your eight? I think they'll do exactly what they've done the last couple of years, and they'll look like they they'll have a crack in the finals and then they'll come undone and won't make the grand final. At the start of the season, everyone uh, was on Parramatta to win the comp. Like I did a gig on a super coach really? bus for, for NRL super coach and Corey Parker was saying Parramatta win. Everyone I was speaking to say, this is it. Cause a lot of Parramatta's players are leaving. You know, Reed yeah. Marnie, you're losing Papalihi and, and whatnot. So that this is kind of their last chance mm. with, the, with the team they've got. And if you look at last year, they you know they pushed Penrith right to the – they should have lost to the yeah. Knights in the semifinal, if I'm honest. They got yeah, lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they've beaten Penrith this year. I think yeah. they're a team that just needs the finals right now. Yeah. Like, they yeah. want the final they've, – they've, they seem like they're a bit disorientated with the rest of yeah. – they're like, we just want to play Penrith now in the grand final. Let's do that. Because yeah, we know we can beat them. Yeah, they can. And I think they do know that, whereas they struggle to beat the likes of the Tigers, the Bulldogs, and the other teams. They're a bit disinterested in those games. And I think they've got the end goal in sight, which is going to be hard because they're fifth now. I haven't seen their run home, but have they got hard games coming up? They uh, We can find out for you. But, I mean, guy leading the front, as we said, Mitch Moses, he's on track to beat his tri-assist mark of 31. He's already got 23 – uh, Trisis leading into the game. We've got two more against the Tigers. Um, you know, arguably playing his best footy. And I think we've seen in the game at the moment, it's a year of the halfback. Yeah. Um, we need these guys playing, uh, halves and spines playing well. He's certainly leading from the front. On the other side of the coin, 
the, Luke, Luke. Sorry, just on that, their run home is a bit. Um, it, it's a bit of a mix. It's Warriors, Broncos, Panthers, Eagles, Rabbits, Bulldogs, Broncos again, and Storm. So I reckon you've got half and half. Yeah, and yeah. they prefer. And I think they're definitely one of these teams. Like I'm a Knights fan. And what we do is we make teams play to our crappy standard, right? Yeah, that is very true. 100%. Like, it's a skill to bring another team down yeah. to your level. Mate, we, we, yeah. when we played Canberra, uh, a mate of mine rang and said, hey, what do you reckon about today's game? We get flogged, right? And I said, no, Canberra have been playing really well, but they haven't played a team like us yet who are, yeah. oh, who are average yeah. and we'll bring them down. And it's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Is that on the wall in the change room? We can bring you down to yeah. our level. Yeah. Watch yeah. us. And I think Parramatta are that classic team. Parramatta seem to play at the level of who whoever they're playing against. Yeah. So if they're playing the Tigers, who were battling, then yeah. they're sort of battling. Whereas they play Penrith and they're, they're on fire or yeah. they played the Roosters. And it, like they... The difference between their best and worst is it's, it's the highest in the competition. Because yeah. if you can do that well and then you come out against the dogs like they did a couple of weeks ago and you're just scratching your head in yeah. regards to um, what team is going to come out on what day. And so. it's frustrating at any time to be a fan of any team unless you're a Penrith fan, right? And... Right now, like Parramatta are one of those. There's people who have never seen Parramatta win a grand final. Like it's 1986. It's a running joke for a while. But it must be hard work being a Parramatta fan, isn't yeah. it? Because you think right now on paper, and you've seen that they've beaten Penrith, but then they lose to the Bulldogs, almost lose to the Tigers last night. They come in and out of games. You must sit there going, what's the problem? Is it the coach? Is it like, I don't know. Coaches mm. seem to get bad raps these days for anything but it's where the hammer falls unfortunately and, and it does after eight years too he's yeah. the longest serving coach in the nrl that hasn't won a well, he's the longest serving coach in the nrl yet that hasn't won a final so yeah right. and he picks his son now so there's is that nepotism yeah in the team look I, I look Parramatta will definitely be there about at the business end of the season i you've said that brisbane are on the way up i think when it comes to finals brisbane will Maybe next year's there go. Reese Walsh is back. Yeah, I, you know. I tend to agree with you. With the, I, I mean, I, I see the Cowboys maybe holding on. I think this is a really tricky time. They've had the success now. The team like the Broncos. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. And and tonight's game will be a big one for them. What are our thoughts on Luke Brooks? I mean, he was probably he he was some of their best and some of their worst last night. I a think couple he of had assists a few shockers late, last yeah. night. Like, and I am the biggest Luke Brooks defender, but last night I think was just a really like. The kicking on the second yeah. was really... Changed momentum of the game, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, a really bizarre decision. Uh, let's actually have a listen to what he said during the week. He showed a bit of fire about um, the leaks that have been coming out of the club. Stuff sort of coming out from the club that uh, it's pretty disappointing that people in the club tend to leak leak a fair bit. And um, obviously without myself being spoken to and seeing it in the news was uh, pretty frustrating. But um, yeah, it was all, all cleared up. And um, yeah, in the end I was, I was playing. So it was all a bit of a storm in the teacup, I guess. Noddy was good with that. And he wanted to talk to me first. And I guess that was the frustrating thing that it came out through the media but um, myself there's never really discussions about dropping me but I guess it was more about where I can fix my game and where I can get better it does get frustrating but I guess it's sort of a part of it um, in, in my position when you're going good the halves get the wraps when you're going bad it's on the halves it does get frustrating because sometimes you get blamed for it and Sometimes I feel like I've played a, a decent game. It's a part of it, and um, I sort of learned to deal with it, and I'm sort of used to it now. It's a big decision for me, and I've got to have a think about um, what's best for me. I think a lot of the time I probably haven't put my, myself first with these decisions. Yeah, when the time comes, I'm going to sit down and probably be selfish with my, with my decision and do what's best for me. As you should, Luke, as you <laughs> should, because he has not been treated well with leaks coming out of the club, and it's 
finally, I'm really happy to see him kind of stand up for himself a little bit, regardless of his performances on the field or just he, he hasn't been – he it just for things like that to come out of the club before the player is spoken to, it's pretty disgraceful. Yeah, oh, look, I couldn't agree more. I, it's just it – just, it, it just shows where that club club is at at the moment when that sort of information, you couple that down with the Adam Dewey information coming out, you know, demanding or just at least asking the question whether he wanted to play 5-8. None of this should see the light of day. We don't see it with the big clubs, with the likes of the Roosters or the Storm, this sort of information getting out. You know, you need to be really tight. And to me, it, it, it's the death knell when you've got uh, clubs who are willing or people inside the club who are willing to do it. Um, and, you know, I remember some great advice I got when we were playing cricket and we would have our team meetings. You know, the, the message from the coach and the captain down was you lie to protect this team at all costs when it comes to the media. You know, even if there are stuff going on, there's inner sanctums or inner workings, you know, because the last thing any club needs are those bitchy, gossipy type players who are willing to put themselves first. And when a team does struggle self-interest reigns and that's all this is is people just looking out for themselves looking after themselves seeing an opportunity for themselves so they're willing to put other people down to either deflect or get an advantage from it and poor old Luke Brooks is on the receiving end when I say poor I don't mean figuratively because he's on a lot of bloody money so you are going to cop a bit of heat and press for his performances and last night was an example of it I remember he stopped a try with a nice try tackle he created a couple of line break assists a couple of try assists but it just mirrors the Tiger Caesars. Not enough to get done. He's been there for 10 years. The relationship isn't working. But then for the club to come out while he's still there and uh, ostracise this guy, as I said, just explains where this club is. He could have easily come out during the week too and go, no, I was I was never dropped. I, I don't know where that ever came from. <laughs> yeah. But he actually acknowledged that, that you know, something has come out of the club. Mm. Um, and, he, he, and good for him. He's been just walked over, I think, for the past by – everyone for the past few years and finally he's shown a bit of fight and gone well no these leaks aren't appropriate and I wonder also how Brett Kamali felt who probably um you know would want to have had that conversation with Luke himself before mm. and then it's that's come out I um and this battle for the battle in the halves is very interesting um Adam Dewey wanting to play in the halves and quite frankly I think that's his best position easily there's a lot on. going on at that club isn't there so, so much. Who, who is leaking it and he said in that thing we just heard there the little chat that it was resolved so they obviously must have had a meeting and then someone was like sorry that was me or because yeah. he said that it's all been they, resolved they now. to the bottom of it yeah. yeah i felt like it sounded like they'd maybe had this discussion of oh do we you know put luke back and it was just in the very preliminary stages and then it's got leaked mm. and then they've gone well hang on we haven't decided that. But let's take a listen to Jackson Hastings too after the game. Talk about the battle in the halves position. Well, I've got to be your first too, so I'm, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to sort of cement myself within the club. I suppose all three of us uh, want to play in the halves. That's no secret. And I feel sorry for our coaching staff picking the team every week. Luke's been a cornerstone of this club for for so many years, and he's worn worn the flak for for all of us really that have been part of this club. So he's someone that I love to put my arm around. I thought. The back end of the game in particular, he really stood up. We had a couple of try assists. He was really busy, really vocal. And and as I said, that's that's not my call. I'm sort of fighting for my future as well as uh, the rest of the players in that dressing room. Obviously, um, whatever happens in the future with the club, that, that's the club's um, decision. But us as players, we've just got to keep putting our best foot forward at training. And whatever the coaching staff sort of roll with, we'll, we'll roll with. But 
yeah, you know, I love playing with Brooksy. I really do. He, he's someone that, um, you know, allows me to play my game. And I feel like this year I've, I've allowed him to play his as well. And um, I thought he played a really, really good second half in particular. And um, he was a calm and head out there. I was sort of running around like a, like a headless truck trying to score some points. And he was that real calm and influence too. So, yeah, I thought he played really well. It is interesting he brings up the point, well, hang on, I'm also here trying to fight for a spot too, when he hasn't really been talked about as the one that could miss out in that halves position. It's always Dewey or Brooks, Dewey or Brooks. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point because, I mean, he, had, he shouldn't probably be bringing that point yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing, Jackson? <laughs> Fly yeah. under the radar. Yeah, his manager's yeah. like, hey, shut up, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, is it's redeeming when you at least you have a guy on your team willing to go into bat for another player, which I do admire. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the coin, there'll be people out there saying, well, you know what, when you are a playmaker in that position, you do have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what, we're not winning. We're not performing. Under Madge, we went from 9th, 11th, 13th, now 15th. We're not improving. Yeah. So something needs to change and you need to be held accountable. And I really do admire the fact that Jackson can come out and say, I'm going to stick up for my mate here. But there has to come a time um, where this club from top down just needs a genuine good clean out so they can start afresh and move forward. How they do that, it's... It's going to be a bit of a fight on their hands over the next sort of little bit. But, um, you know, everyone keeps talking about the 05 and how good it was back then. But they are so far away from being <laughs> anything that resembles a team that's going to play finals football. Uh, and this this uh, leaks just amplifies it. So I was hoping that Luke Brooks scored last night with this try July business because I would have been intrigued to see if there was any kind of leaking celebration. You know, like <laughs> to see. just kick the just kick the football into the <laughs> yeah <laughs> into the coach's box. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I was. I was interested to see because there's been some pretty good try try uh, July celebrations so far, hasn't there? Oh, what's your, what's been your favourite so far? Have you got have you seen any of the try Julys? Some of them get there? ruined a little bit by the second player running in to be excited yeah, about it. you're yeah, like, yeah, Let, yeah, stop, stop, yeah, wait, yeah, pull wait, back, let me do the yeah, celebration. Yeah. Um, I love so, Jesse Ramian's Nadoc. Uh, he did a shake a leg, yes, yeah, which was unreal. Yeah. Um, Reed Marnie last night where he was mowing the lawn. He that's the old yeah. Michael Ennis one. That's yeah, right. He did the, the yeah. mower. Did you see the fish one from uh, Multalo? Oh on yes. The wing? Yeah, he yeah. did the through the line out and they yeah. caught it and did the wiggle in. <laughs> um, yes. Some good presents, some good uh, celebrations. Well, there's plenty more to talk about with the rest of the round. This is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We'll be back after this. This is NRL Crunch Time thanks to Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SCN network. If you missed the first hour of the show, Check out the Crunch Time podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170, text 0457 736 736. The caller text of the day will win a Dometic Thermo mug. Dometic has you covered with their new drinkware. Fuel your adventure with Dometic drinkware. Call 1300 01 1170. So the big news this week is all really coming out of origin. Nico Hines getting covid and then Chad Townsend, he gets called in to camp. This is the first day of camp mm. with gastro. <laughs> it's just turned into a medical show, hasn't it? Well, yeah, like it has. COVID, yeah. gastro. Jordan McLean out with a hamstring injury. He Someone's was... got shingles, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going around. Yeah. Is, it? <laughs> is it? Yeah, I know okay. three people with shingles. Do you know I... if you've got mates who are pirates? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that a pirate? Oh, no, I think so. Isn't it shingles? Is it what you get after? Um, maybe I'm getting the wrong disease. I don't know what I'm getting. Is. I'm. I'm the one you get after chicken pox. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. That's Google it to everyone because we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, send us a text 0457 736 if you've got shingles. shingles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday we talked about leeches. Let's talk about shingles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Nico Hines getting COVID, that was um, really disappointing for him. But the real one that I think when everyone was really upset, Jordan McLean he just was devastated in tears after injuring his hamstring. He faced the media pretty much straight away. He said, I am absolutely gutted. The hardest part will be telling my family. Mm. Was that necessary, you reckon, for him to front the media? I, when I was watching yeah. that, I'm thinking, why are we watching this? Yep. Isn't yeah. this the job of the New South Wales media manager? Yeah. Like, the, he's just do you know protect the player. It's necessary yeah. because there's a whole bunch of media up there at the moment who would have just gone and staked out wherever he went. Yeah, I mean, he's just torn his hamstring. He's, he's shattered. Let's let him go home mm. yeah. and deal with that. What's he going to say anyway? He's there going, but yeah, I think it I'm just, shattered. It just yeah. made their... Everyone, because what would have happened was all the cameras, everyone would have just gone straight to his hotel or hospital or wherever he went and just literally sat there and waited for him. And it, it by just getting it out of the way, then everyone left him alone. They wouldn't have had to rush too far because he's got a dodgy yeah. hammy, so yeah. Yeah. would have caught him pretty quickly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's sad. And, I mean, it is it is rough, but sometimes it's, I mean, it's refreshing to see players of, be that vulnerable in front of camera and it just adds to what origin means to everyone. You know, this guy's in his thirties. Will he get another opportunity? I certainly hope so. But, um, you know, this is in his words to paraphrase what he was saying, you know, like this is, he's had a, he's a rough couple of years and this was like the shining light. This is his opportunity to get on the big stage, to play in front of his family in a decider. It doesn't really get much bigger mm. for a footballer. And then to see him break down and be vulnerable, I'm absolutely shattered for him. He um, said, my career's been full of ups and downs. I've kind of been used to this. Oh, well, but I thought this was the light at the end of the tunnel, getting this opportunity, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I want to cry. Everybody hurts sometimes. <laughs> Have you got any good yeah. chance there for I'm going to put you both in the sin bin <laughs> yeah. in a minute, and I'm going to be sitting here chatting to Mark. <laughs> Not as much as my hamstring <laughs> by Jordan oh. McLean. Yeah, poor guy. He's anyway. a massive unit, though. So, like, his hamstrings, he, that master hurt they for him. made a noise yeah. there when <laughs> snapping a hamstring. Oh. Right. Yeah. There's someone somewhere around that area going, hey, did you hear that? Yeah. Going, no, what was that? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, it sounded loud. Maybe some, someone just crashed into someone. Like, no, it's no. Jordan McLean just tore his hamstring. Um, and in the Queensland camp, we've always got um, Cameron Munster and Murray Talungi getting COVID. Corey Oates rushed into the squad and Tom Dearden named to start. Munster is, I think that's the biggest out. I'm going to make a really big call here. I think that's the biggest out you could have in either squad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. when Nathan Cleary's out, then it's pretty bad and as you well. You wouldn't believe who they've called in to replace. JT has been called in just oh. like Alfie Winger did. They've called in him and Cooper Cronk. Yeah, going to come in Billy to the Slater. halves and play. And Billy Slater will be back. He's going to don the don the fullback jersey just <laughs> just run out for Queensland and shatter our hearts. I would uh, like to see a bit of an initiative like that, where you know you got to pick one legend each. Yeah. In your team, like yeah. you have to. Yeah. So, like in a dead rubber, that'd be yeah, good, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they say it still matters. No one wants to lose three, three nil, whatever yeah, in those yeah, scenarios. Yeah. But how good would it be to go right? New South Wales are picking Freddie, Joey, Freddie Fitler, yeah, yeah. Or Freddie, and well, the coach, and, the coach rule. You just have to. The coach has to come in and play. <laughs> yeah, God help us if Wayne Bennett has to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to see that too in in the Big Bash cricket where they 
just drop a player mm. and then the, the, the next player comes from some drunken fool in the crowd. You know, the guy in the watermelon hat. Or, the yeah. bloke who bought his boots. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. bring your boots. To the, I would just like to see well, a bit of initiative in that. I mean, they did try in the early stages when Big Bass Cricket was in its infancy. Joey Johns played a game for oh, New South Wales. Right. And, and the thing was, he was he played reasonably well. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was when, that was the, the jump the shark moment for Big Bass. Like, right, no, we're actually going to take it seriously. Because they're talking about the same bolt playing as well. Yes. And trying to degrade the game. Um, but, uh, eventually, common sense prevailed, and now it's one of the biggest, you know, uh, arms of cricket that they have because they take it seriously, and the fans love it. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think we'll be seeing JT play. Although he probably could walk out there and and destroy us like he's done many times over. Um, where do you think he'll play? Yeah, well, uh, uh, did and do you think he'll start? In the 14, do you think you'll start in the Haas with Cherry Evans? They've obviously got Hunt, who's been playing hooker. I mean, they've got the op, op, they've got the options there, but it's just in which combination that they decide to play them. Ben Hunt's playing career best. Yep. At the moment, he's probably he'd probably what I'd do, and then just, just move Harry Grant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And rotate them around. What um, if you put it? What about Kat, maybe Ponga in the halves? Yeah. I, uh, it's a I, decent risk, though, isn't it? Yeah. In, in a game like that, um, I just like Ponga at the back with a bit of extra the extra space he does I mean he's great down on the left in the attacking runs as well he's got that bullet pass so I mean he's still going to touch enough footy um, but there'll certainly it certainly created a few headaches I mean Cameron Munster arguably the best game best player in the game at the moment uh, and you're looking at Melbourne at the moment really suffering without him they look like a completely different yeah. team the shape of the football team just looks Completely lost. They're trying to find their money everywhere, trying to keep him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You'd be raiding the piggy bank to keep him on board because he, you know, he's a million dollar player. There's not too many players you can say that about in the competition. Um, but he's come out and said that if Bellamy's still around, that um, you know, he'll still be playing there, which is, which is great to hear. I'm not sure the same would be with Brandon Smith. I don't think he'll be he'll be hiding from the coach after his uh, <laughs> little verbal. Well, he, he did the say at the press conference, he said he won't be doing that again. Did <laughs> yes. you hear him say yes. that? Yeah. 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 Like he won't be doing that and again. I believe that coming from... Jeez, he was quick to apologise too and just... <laughs> <gasps> yeah. And Corey Oates back into the, the Queensland side. Now, I, I think he was probably unlucky to miss. And I think Billy had come out and said that he's playing career best footy uh, on the wing at the Broncos. You know, And I like the fact that the selectors are picking players from successful teams. Teams are doing well. So we're seeing a good representation from... North Queensland, who are playing, you know, the best season, best football in a few seasons. And I think Corey Oates has been so dynamic for the Broncos, um, arguably playing the best football of his career. So Not many players from the Titans, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, funnily <laughs> enough. Yeah, what? Why is that? Yeah. Big Tino. Well, yeah. I mean, and he's he's the guy that's running 275 metres a game, making 45 tackles in a, in a team that gets, you know, that's just an absolute rabble at the moment. So fully deserves his spot in that Queensland side. You can catch the Origin Decider live on Wednesday from 7pm on SEN. The neutral call is Jimmy Smith and Andrew McCulloch. Blues Radio, Joel Kane, Mark Carroll and Maroons Radio, Mark Braybrook and Scott Sattler. The other, another headline this week, Reese Walsh signed with the Broncos. The 19-year-old signed a three-year contract that will see him return to the Broncos for the 2023 season until at least the end of 2025. Kevin Walters has said, Reese's return is great news for everyone at the Broncos and for all our supporters and members. We'll get him back home next year. He's a terrific young footballer and someone who has always belonged in Brisbane. So mm. that's fantastic that he's coming back to where he belongs. Oversupply of fullbacks going on at the Broncos. Well, where, where do you fit him in? I mean, I thought maybe Cobbo might slip into that sort of 5'8 position the way that he'd been playing. Youngster starting out on the wing and moving into there. 
got uh, a lot of fullbacks, as you said. Where does Reese fit in? Well, I mean, he's a he's a classy footballer. I think they got him for four hundred grand oh, over three years, which wow, I think is an absolute steal. Yeah. Um, and a lot has to be said for Cameron George as well, who's the CEO out there at, at Warriors. I think you know you get, he's, he's had a bad rap. They've had a, they've lost a lot of players this season. They had the match lodge scenario. They've lost their coach Nathan Brown, but to allow. Uh, Reese Walsh to go for personal reasons. From what I believe, he wants to spend more time with his daughter, who's in Brisbane, um, with his partner, which he'd, he'd split up from. I, I think that's really nice that a CEO can say, "Well, look, we're going to look after the player here, even albeit against the detriment of the club." They have signed Charles Nickel Cookstud. You know, they've got some replacements, and they do have a strong roster next year. Looking forward, they've signed Andrew Webster as coach from Penrith. So things are looking up for the Warriors. CEOs don't get much credit these days, but I, I do think um, for all everything that's happened at the Warriors, Cameron George has done a reasonable job over the last month or so uh, with some retention and, and the Reese Walsh situation. You know what I'd like to see in the NRL a bit more, and I think I, we have seen it once or twice, but it happens in the EPL, um, is that so Reese Walsh goes from the Warriors to the Broncos next year, and the Warriors say to the Broncos, See you later. No, no, it's all good, but you're not allowed to play against us next year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you can play every other game. You just can't play against us. I think Joseph Tarpany, when yeah. he went from um, Newcastle to the Raiders, yeah, that they happened. stipulated that in the yeah. contract. So they right. said, you can go now, but yeah. you can't play against okay. us in four weeks or whatever it was. And they that's, had a, that's interesting. Yeah, and they do that in the EPL quite a lot. So they'll go, oh, yeah, mid-season transfer or a loan or whatever. And then they'll go, yeah, but you're not playing against us well, It does make sense if you've got the team meetings now and you're sizing up how you're going to go play against yeah. the Broncos down the yeah. line, which will happen. And then, you know, do you sit out of those team meetings? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. well, this is their weakness. This is where we can attack them. And then you've got that information that will be flicked through. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that, yeah. Um, yep. Well, Kevin Walters said yesterday in his normal sort of press post uh, pre-match press conference, he said kind of hinted that Reese Walsh will get the first crack at the number one, and he said that you know we've got um, Herbie going overseas for the World Cup with England, so he'll be restricted in um, pre-season, so they'll get limited time to develop him as a fullback. But they're still hoping that they're going to keep everyone. I don't know how realistic that is. No, it's 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 going to be a juggling act. But as we've seen in football, I mean, the quality of clubs have been tested with depth, and uh, and you do need. It's going to be. It will be tough on a few of those guys who might have to play a few weeks. But there's always opportunities for players to come in, fill in, and be multifaceted um, all across the park. With COVID, given the way that it is at the moment, or still is, um, there will be opportunities. How that all slots in? Well, it's a good problem to have finally for the Broncos that they can have those conversations where they might have two. You know, three doesn't fit into two in some situations in regards to position. So um, it's that's nice that Kevy's got that problem. It's a big problem for the Dolphins losing Reese Walsh. They would have been very confident of getting him. 100%. Do you reckon we've seen our next big footy rivalry for next year? So Dolphins-Warriors, they clearly don't like each other. There's yeah. Dolphins-Penrith, yeah. they don't like each other. Yeah. The Dolphins keep poaching all they their do, young, the juniors, their yeah. juniors yeah. from but Penrith. The most unlikely of... Rivalries is going to be the make yeah. round one. They should make it Warriors versus Dolphins, Dolphins straight up. Because I mean, I found that all a little bit odd. Telling you know a player that he can't sign for this club, like isn't yeah. that the player's choice? As well, to... well, no, because he was contracted with the Warriors, and normally I'd agree with you. But that, so the Warriors are basically write the rules for him. So they essentially yeah. say, well, if we are going to release you, you're being released on these terms. You're not going to get. $900,000 a year to yes. compensate you more. Okay, you, 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 your ex-partner and your child's in Brisbane. We, we will allow you to chat to the Broncos Brisbane. and that's it. Yes. And they are writing, 
they could easily say, no, you're not. We're yeah. not releasing you from your contract. But at the moment, it, it kind of seems that these contracts that players sign, like there's these get out of jail free cards or clauses in there that make them almost not even worth the paper they're written on because it's <laughs> all these people, these people are just ending. You know, Matt Lodge just walks out and takes the whole lot. Reese Walsh is out. The, the coach signs a five-year deal and he's gone. You might see Holbrook who's on, I think, a, a long multi-year contract, but there's a performance clause in there. Yeah. It's like these contracts, you, know, you may as well when you see go someone... on to the handshake agreements. Well, it may as well be a handshake agreement because I, I, some of these some of these contracts just seem a bit fallible in the way that they've drawn up. Even when you see someone sign a huge contract, you're like, eh, he probably won't yeah, be there last a season or, yeah. yeah. Like that won't... That won't be a five-year contract in the end. Oh, well, then you've, a... well, and if it isn't, you know, you've always got the medical retirement. I remember Fafida from Canala was nearly medically retired um, uh, 12 months ago, and now he's out playing his best football. Yeah. I'm like, geez, that's a, that's a really fine line to go from getting your payout, which, you know, a lot of these players deserve, Sam Burgess and the like, who have gone out and getting their couple of million bucks a year or, or how, sorry, a couple of million dollars over a couple of years um, still paid out. So, look, yeah. It's an interesting one. I will give a shout out. Nepotism. Young Jed Cartwright made his debut for the Bunnies. Eey. And he'd had his, not his debut, his game back for the Bunnies <laughs> after 18 months. He's had two back surgeries. He'd been given advice to maybe give the game away. It'd been that serious for him. But mm-hmm. he ran out for the Bunnies. I think we'll cover that game a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's also, we underestimate the challenges both on and off the field a lot of our footballers go through um, and, the, and the stress and pain they put on their bodies to get up and be prepared to play. Uh, not only physically, but we see in the case with Reese Walsh as well, you've got to balance family life and the, mm. the holistic nature of the player is very important. For sure. Uh, Andrew <laughs> Webster's also been named the Warriors coach for 2023. The 40-year-old will join the Warriors from the Panthers where he's been an assistant coach and obviously had success there. Beginning his coaching career as a 23-year-old, quickly progressed um, to being an assistant coach at Hull um, in the English Super League and he's returned to Australia in 2012 progressing through the ranks of the West Tigers, the Eels, then the Warriors, and then Penrith. Um, what do you make of this That was huge. Appointment? In, Andrew Webster works here at SEN, doesn't he? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an amazing news, for, go, go amazing news for a journalist to get the gig. <laughs> go, Webby, there's hope for me yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're the next Raiders coach. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I think it's a yeah, great... Watch out, Ricky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They could do. They could do worse, you know. The Raiders, someone passionate and as well, loyal as you. You know what I need to see though. Crazy is where you're going. To. I, I need you to stand up for me and kick the crap out of that chair. Just kick it, yeah. like just right. kick it in an angry we, we kind of way. Need to see yeah. your blow up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know you don't want to see my blow. It doesn't happen often, but it's. I could just imagine after a bad loss, you sitting in the RSL somewhere eating your bangers and mash on your own, on your lonesome yeah. in there, giving you just a bit of you time in yeah. there. After the old just... blokes that came up to me, there's no polite chat. I'm just saying, yeah, bugger get off. Out, mate. You lose, who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? Uh, well, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We'll be back after a break. Avili in a dummy half. A sloppy, sloppy throw, but Cody Walker's managed to get it. He's bumped into Tom Burgess along the way. He's put it down, and he's claiming the try. Are these the first points tonight? Try to Cody Walker. 4 0, South's lead. Gives it to Mitchell, and he does the run around with Tom Burgess. Latrell Mitchell in open space. Gives it back to Nicarima. Oh, what, what a tackle, tackle from a Dominic tackle. Young. In fact, Mitchell was already celebrating the try from his teammate. 
but a great tackle from Dominic Young brings them down and now the Knights keep on defending. The Knights are hungry here. They can smell points coming. Dominic oh. Young! Oh. He scored a try-saving a try tackle at the other end and he's delivered the try just two plays later down in the northeastern corner. Young, unbelievable. Clune onto the ball. And through oh, the hands for Cody Walker. Oh, intercept. He's got the whole of McDonald Jones to himself. And he's going to get his second try of the night. The Rabbits have done it again. He makes it 40 points to 28. And bad blood boiling over at the back end of this one. And Latrell Mitchell picks up the kicking tee, throws it into the air and roars into the night sky as Souths win it 40 to 28. Welcome back to Crunch Time. That was the Rabbitohs 40-point win, 42-28 over the Knights. Um, just before we get into that, Sock, you've um, done a bit of a run and you've got us. Oh, what a lunch. He is a It's a Sunday. For some of us, we might have he's... had a couple of sherbets last night. I had a couple of wine and it's just the energy food that he's... we need to get through. He's he... gone and got us some sports drinks. He's got some chockies. Chocolates, he's got... chips. He's yes. a human vending machine. He's, he is, uh, and he really ran it. Like, you really had to. We only had a not a huge break there. You really yeah. had to. Um, you still got it. Sprint. That's my preseason. My preseason training is to run down and get two bags of chips and a block of chocolate. Well, speaking of which, how's the, how's the contract going for all our friends that are. Oh, well, all, yeah, well, I'm not meant to say anything, but. Okay. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> Sorry, no, I put you I on the spot. I signed the contract. Who cares? So, so I'm not going to be in breach of any contract that I've already signed, can I? So it doesn't stipulate in there you haven't, yeah. but I'll be going around again. Next year. Hey, hey look yeah, out. Yeah, wow. taking the low-hanging wow. fruit. I uh, thought this year I'd negotiate my own deal with the manager, uh, without a manager, and um, worked out really well. Signed a, a deal 40% less than last year. So <laughs> turns out managers are worth their weight in gold. So that's, so that's why you're doing the uh, four days. This is your fourth uh, yeah, day. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to make up some it, other it work. It was like the Homer Simpson contract where you're like, $10, no $7, no $3, no $5, sold. I'm like... Hang on a second. Yeah. Oh, well, this is great news, Stock, because actually a couple of weeks ago after we got off air, I had a couple of people um, Instagram me and I say, you didn't ask Stock because we'd been asking you yeah. about your contract every week. And yeah. they said, you didn't I'm ask Stock I'm surprised there contract. are people who are interested, but for those, <laughs> those many few, mum, dad. <laughs> My partner. I won't have to be sleeping in the spare bedroom this year. <laughs> oh, well, that is so... great news for all those Steve O'Keefe. And sixes. I mean, yeah. I assume that's with the sixes. With yeah, with, okay. yeah, with the sixes. Yeah. I thought you were so, going. Um, you're going to tell me then. Hang on, no. Well, I'm going to go to Melbourne. It's been a good week. We got that. We had that done. And the bunnies. Yeah, yeah the bunnies oh, are back. Shush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course, Steve. <laughs> yeah. This is why we can't do our podcast <laughs> called, called the SS. <laughs> it's not going to have the Third Reich. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the I think the bunnies for the first time this season. I must say, I genuinely feel like we are top eight contenders and finals, uh, a finals team. I, I really felt like we were a team that played the finals. It's been frustrating to think we're just going to ba balance into the eight, but it's isn't it amazing what one player can do to a whole side in bringing back Latrell Mitchell, you know, 30 to 12 against Parramatta last week. Again, Latrell had, I, I had a, an outstanding game in a team, which I think has really lacked leaders, particularly this round when we've lost the likes of Murray, Cook, Arrow, um, and the list goes on. I really felt the next group of players stood up and, and had some uh, outstanding performances. 
Um, so I, I was so thrilled with the Bunnies' performance. Um, I can tell <laughs> against against the Knights, who are playing, you know, reasonably good footy. Steve, what are you? What was your take on the game? It's a real copy and paste on the left side of the field, though, isn't it? Like uh, yeah. everyone always spruiks how good Alex Johnston is, and uh, yeah. he's, he's out, <laughs> yeah. and they bring in Richie Kenner, um, <laughs> just, just yeah. and it's just mate, goes you, over untouched for a hat yeah, trick, yeah. If, if you don't mind. Who do you reckon you could put in there? Like how bad could you put some like a? What's the worst player you can think of? Chuck them in there, and they would have scored three tries, right? Well, my mate always used to say, like, wingers are just the most redundant player in a team. You just need someone who's 19 and fast and can jump. Um, yeah. Or sometimes you don't even need that if you're Brian Toto. But it's like, you know, on the back of some of those plays, when you've got a great left edge like the Bunnies, yes. and you've got Bring Latrell in who's dragging in other defenders, and then Cody Walker digs in a bit deeper, um, you know, you can flick the ball out the back. I mean, we lost Ilias early on, which I thought might ch- hurt a bit of that shape, but uh, Nicarima stood up and, and did a reasonable job there. And I think, say, Lockie Ilias got dropped against the Dragons when they were down 32-0, which I think was a harsh call. Um, played really well against Parramatta. And I think he really is building in to be – I think he will be Rookie of the Year. And I, I really think he will be a special player. You know, a lot of South players, they've just taken who are already good players and haven't produced a lot. And I think uh, Lockie Ilias will be a player that in a few years' time will be grateful that we've had. It's been tough without Adam Reynolds, but I genuinely believe that he's a a superstar in the making. Luttrell, um, there's no doubt they look so much better with him back in the side. I think Cody Walker just... It looks like that player that we've all expected from Cody Walker and haven't seen lately. He's got a smile on his face. He, he, exactly. That's the <laughs> thing. He actually looks really happy mm. um, to be playing, doesn't he, with Latrell um, back there. One thing I would have liked to see from Latrell, it's probably just getting that um, maybe the fitness back or um, getting back to his best. Is I wanted to see him run the ball a little bit more. Mm. I thought there was a couple of times when he um, – Passed or offloaded, and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, a couple of holes. You thought if he'd hit that yeah. at speed, that he would have been fine. Yeah. He's probably playing a little bit within himself, given it's his fifth game in or sixth game in, yeah, in so long. So, um, yeah, look, but I agree. But the, the simple fact is, you throw him in there into the mix, and you can watch the centers, you know, who will now lean in as opposed to, you know, yes. they're rushing up on Cody, and it gave Campbell Graham on the outside no chance of getting good ball and made it a lot tougher for Alex Johnson, hence the win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. But now I just think with him back in the team, uh, showing the commitment and the captaincy, I think, is something that he'll really relish in that team. I loved his press conference at the after the game with the, Jason Demetrio. I love how Jason Demetrio talked about Michael Chee Cam and in particular Jed Cartwright with their stories, their journeys to get back to the team and play well. So... Um, you know, I'm just super impressed with the team. I'm finally buzzing about the buddies uh, <laughs> play for the, ga- the first time this year. Play of the game, I thought, was Big Dom Young. Uh, mm. He stopped that try. He came from miles back, yes. fastest bloke, fastest seven-foot Jamaican you've ever seen. Yeah. Came flying across and um, made the tackle. And then the next set of six runs and the scores ho- in the opposite yeah, corner. Yeah, that, w- that was a big play in the yeah. game. Um, what it- did you think about the final moments? Uh, Klau Matungi uh, and... Clemmer, yeah. And then Latrell coming in. Yeah, well, I mean, it was pretty rough. I mean, I don't know what Clemmer's going to get for that, but it was a pretty blatant, as they said, careless He's contact to the head. Suspension. Yeah, he got a $1,000 fine. Yeah. Okay, right. All right, well, fine. look, it's it's that's probably fair. And thing, I wasn't, you know, I think if his elbow hadn't rolled over his forehead and had been stuck in his throat or on his melon, you deserve it. I like guys like Clemmer. I, as I said, I, I feel like he's probably been the Knights' best forward and yeah. has been overlooked to play origin. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of respect for the guy. He's had a trouble pass where he's come out and been a bit hot-headed, and, and, but you sort of expect those from those big men. Um, but, yeah, okay, 1000 bucks. That seems fair enough. Play on. You don't mind, you know, bring back the biff. You don't mind a bit of eye-to-eye contact. Um, 
shows the love of both sides and the passion. As long as it doesn't go much further than what it did, I'm, I'm all happy with it. And what about Latrell getting off to for being third man in? Do you know what I found really interesting on social media is people were going off about Latrell. Oh, of course. Far yeah. more, exactly, of course, far more than they were about Clemmer. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it'll and take time for Latrell to, to break that off his back. You know, you, you, you've, you've done it two or three times in the past. People are looking for it. Refs are looking for it. And, and he's going to have to curb it. And he did. He, held, he bit his tongue. He got off fairly, but he's not going to have to do too much. There are players who are singled out. I think of Hetherington at the Bulldogs is a bit the same. So, uh, but anyway, big I'm, shout out I'm to bu- bullish on the bunnies. My mum who sent me an Instagram message at um, in the back end of the game, going Latrell's a grub. Uh, oh, <laughs> slipping into the DMs. Yeah, thanks, Nelly Phil. Means he's uh, back. Yeah. All right, well, we will talk a little bit more about it after the break. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Finding the Toja at the front, who transfers early. This looks good from England, and they're on the board. Five in touch and making it a seven-point game. Cooper puts it back for White in turn. He goes to Bell. White, penalty advantage here, Australia. Paisami straightening up the attack. Hunter Paisami, 10 away. White going quick, now ripping it for Bell. Bell will straighten Bell. A metre away. White scanning his options. Vinopola at the back, trying to trap it in there. Australia, thump it through and get it down. And it's you know who, Taniela Tupo. For their first point to the second half, groin better. They're hard fought inches here. White, Lolosio, infield for Paisami. Desperate D from Chess, and we've got a penalty advantage though for Australia. White coming to Tupo. Sits down Smith. Tupo! Inches short. short. White looking for it quick. It's slow to the back of the right. Groin Betes it. He'll let White go to Lovelsea. Fighting here for Karevi! Samu Karevi goes in and breathes some life. Farrell puts the three through. For the English. England have stormed the Wallabies Fortress and taken the win. We're going to Sydney for the decider. Yeah, England were the last team to beat the Wallabies there uh, and they've done it again to set up a decider. The big talking point out of this was the yellow card for the... Knock on what was essentially knock down the pass, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. which is a big, which is essentially a knock on, really, yeah, 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 Yeah. Uh, ridiculous, and it's absolutely ridiculous. So, you're not a fan of that, absolutely not. He was, you just ruined the whole game, Mm. and he was, he wasn't trying to, you know, he wasn't trying to deliberately knock it forward, he was trying to knock it in. You could see he was trying to do an intercept. What do you want? So, people players not trying to intercept? No, well, yeah, I know that the what is that what you want, Steve? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) this is the blow up. I'm about to kick the chair. (laughs) This is it. Is this is this. Okay, I oh, know. I agree with you then, Julie. Yeah. So I'll just bring, I'll bring the tone sure. back. Yes, Thank you. Well, yes. What um, point? What point of the game did it happen? Oh, was it this? Oh, second. It was in the second half. It was yeah, in the yeah. second half. It was a was crucial it? period, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, what? and it's just the. I mean, Eddie Jones said after the game, the game's out of control. Right. I don't think one person watched that and thought it was a good. Decision. decision. Yeah. I think the, the referees in, they have the ultimate respect for the players on the thing, but they have too many calls. One thing that frustrates me is the breakdowns in rugby union. I think a, a friend did a time 
basically with the amount of time that the ball's on the field and it's like tw- a good 20 minutes where you lose time through stoppages or penalty kicks. In saying that, um, you know, the, the game the week before was fantastic. The Aussies fought back with 14 men on the field and won by two points, which was a great effort. Both teams sit fifth or sixth in the world rankings. Uh, I think under Dave Rennie, um, Australia's playing some of their best footy and and leaning and getting better and leaning towards having a really, really good World Cup. There was just a couple of decisions which um, I think swayed the game. There was the there was the, the penalty inside 20 in which uh, Michael Hooper decided to go, uh, who I think is the captain, who decided yeah. to kick for touch instead of take, yeah. take the three, which would have got the game within two points um, mm. instead. Uh, there was a quick turnover down the other end and had England kicking for penalty, which they missed, but would have put them ahead further. So, And, and I think James O'Connor um, failed to kick to touch after a penalty in the middle. So he didn't really have a great game in that last 25 minutes, which ultimately was, was the difference. Uh, in saying that, look, Suncorp has been a fortress for the Wallabies. It was a disappointing loss, but they moved to the SCG. Um, first time Australia England test has been played there in 47 years. And like any good, uh, series between two countries that love to hate each other or love to go to war on the sporting field, it will be a decider. Um, and I'm, I'm scrambling around to try and get tickets. Um, (laughs) Oh, just throwing it out there. We work at a sport, we work at a sports entertainment network. I'm sure there's someone in here. But you also, you play at the SCG. Yeah. It gets you no credits at all. You're not a gold member. It's a dis. Yeah, no, certainly not. No, I'm the, what's the, what's the end? What's the the opposite? (laughs) Can't you just walk in and say, yeah, mate, I got a game here later. Like, yeah. yeah. Can't you put your pads on? I'm just to pick up my cricket gear. Yeah. Put my pads pads in the helmet on. I'm next into bat, mate. Just run the field like a streakers. Just say you go, oh yeah, I've left something here. I'll just come in. Like, come on. Yeah. No, no, nothing. I've, I might, I think with the new stadium, when that's built, I might sit there and, and see if I can pull a few strings <laughs> or pull fa- pull a few favours. But uh, yeah. no luck. Anyone listening out there who can help us get some tickets, would love to go. Otherwise, get online and buy them because that's going to be a sold-out packed house, <laughs> yeah, I think. Steve, I mean, Steve's ruled that out. He won't yeah. be buying them. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a- I'm interested in this sock because – so you've just said if anyone's listening and they've got tickets, yeah. you, so you'll go with them. You'll yeah, go to the game absolutely. with them. You'll I'll sit there with, with them. I'll sit there with you. I will. Uh, might even buy you a beer. What like a reasonably priced beer? Give us a call or yeah, uh, send yeah. us a text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to go to and the Wallabies game plus one. with sock. <laughs> That's enticing. It's definitely not not what I thought of we were going to do, how, how we were going to promote today. Yeah. But um, good for you, putting yourself Thank you. up. Yeah, as, I will. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. And joining us on the line now, Wally Masur, how are you going? I'm well. I'm very well. Thank you. Now you're all over. You're the doing the stand um, coverage for the um, for Wimbledon. You're part of that. How's how's all that going? It's a little bit of a. We were just speaking to you off air before. It's a little bit of a time difference for you. Yeah. So so usually I I over all these years I used to go to Wimbledon and cover it for various organisations. But with COVID everything's changed and um, we've done it from the studio here in Sydney. Yeah, so trying to keep across it is tough. But look, one thing I'll say about Stan is you can wake up in the morning, every match is on demand, and they've got these highlight, extended highlight packages and then short highlight packages. So it's pretty amazing what you can catch up on when you choose. Yeah, it's not exactly the most time-friendly tournament for, for a lot no. of us. Tell us a, a little bit about the women's final last night and how you saw it. Okay, so I, I was... 
surprised by the carnage in the women's draw early in the tournament yeah. where the seeds were just dropping and, and dropping by unusual scorelines. So it was really hard to predict what was happening. I had sort of thought Halep might be the one. She seemed to be the one that was kind of firing and I picked Halep. But this um, uh, Rubakina, she's just such a um, bit of an unknown. Well, not an unknown, but you know, no one had seen this from her before. And she absolutely lit it up, and she's really complete player. She's, you know, she stands over six feet tall, but she moves well, incredibly powerful. And on Shabur, she's a pretty refreshing sort of character, but she's creative. Like she likes to do things differently. She's got a real point of difference, but she, it was just negated by the power of of the Kazakh girls. Ladies, she was just too strong ultimately. Wally, it, to me, it's just, and I know people are probably going to shoot me down for this, and because if you want to retire, you can retire, but. Ash Barty wins this in a heart, like just easy, right? She Like you have a look at the draw and how, the way it all played out. I think Ash Barty could have walked through this tournament. So it's just frustrated me a little bit because I'm like, come on, Ash. Yeah. You've got about four more grand yeah, slams think, here. It's a real time for her to just dominate, I thought. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think um, I think the irony was, well, irony is probably not the right word, but Ash, Ash was actually getting better. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. She, she had definitely, she left slams on the table. There's no doubt about it. But look, you know, that's, that's how she kind of went about things. You know, she walked away from the game for, for a couple of years there and you know, she played cricket and did other things. And, and that's just who she is. So you've got to respect that. And um, look, I haven't got a clue what Ash is going to do in the future, but I've half got my fingers crossed that she comes back uh, for a swan song. Well, I, I love that everyone, the minute she retired, everyone wanted to know what she was doing next. Yeah. Or when she was coming back. Yeah. And it's like, do you not understand the yeah. word retirement? Clues in the yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. retired. Retirement. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what are you going to do now? Nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing. Yeah. Well, Jordan retired. Yeah. Oh, look, she's, she's got some plans, to be honest. Um, she's gotten involved with, her coach, Craig Kaiser and Jason Stoltenberg, they're looking at setting up a bit of an academy. Look, she's got plans. Um, and she's probably... Ash is quite a private person too, so she's probably not filling us in on all those plans. But look, who, who knows what she'll do? I know she's winning a club championships at, at golf. I think she could pretty much do anything well. Wally, we've had a bit of an Aussie flavour throughout the tournament. The men's double final, Matt Ebden and Max Purcell, uh, they won. They're kind of becoming a little bit of a force in this, aren't they? They sure are. You'll remember, of course, they were the losing finalists at the Australian Open, losing to Kokonakis and Kyrgios. But uh, I like the Wimbledon doubles. It's best of five sets, like the singles. So it's a true test. And these guys won five of their matches in five sets, including the semis and finals against the number one and two seeds. So they did it the, the hard way. In one of the matches, they were down five match points. So it was just an absolute roller coaster for them over the course of the tournament. But they, they, look, they're both great doubles players at the opposite ends of their career. Max is young, starting out. Matty Ebden, mid-30s, but uh, he's really enjoying time on the doubles court because he also got to the mixed doubles final with Stan Stoza. Um, he, they did lose that in the final, but he's had a huge tournament. And, look, it, it's just good for Australian tennis. Um, you know, you talked earlier about you know losing Ash to the sport. We've got other people stepping up and winning Wimbledon titles. is pretty exciting. Do you think... Wally, given that the uh, the doubles now has gone to five sets, do you think it, you'll see less players playing both, i.e. like we saw with Curios uh, last year playing in the Australian Open, both forms? Do you think we'll, we'll see it strengthen singles tournaments, uh, singles results and doubles tournaments? So you're a fan of the five-set fixture for doubles as well? I am a fan of it. But look, Wimbledon is one of the, you know, they're such traditionalists, they've stuck with it. But a lot of the tournaments, they kind of, 
yeah, they, they have these truncated versions like the Australian Open where it's, it's a shortened version and then the mix is shortened again to a super tiebreak in the third set because they are actually trying to encourage you know, the likes of Kokonakis and Kyrgios to play and they won't play as a rule if it's best of five singles, best of five doubles and you can play 10 sets in a day. Just the physicality of the game and you know, particularly the men's game, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, but look, I... Yeah, I, I would love to see more of the, the top singles play players play in the doubles, but it, it's not it's not realistic. It's all, it's also as we've mentioned a few times, been a great uh, Wimbledon for the Aussies, but it it can't like whenever Australia goes well at Wimbledon, it ruins. You can't get a court at the moment. Like do you, I, <laughs> I, I try to book a court. Do you know when the Tour de France is on? How dare they? You know when the Tour de France is on, yeah. and all of a sudden the number of douchebags in Lycra are <laughs> out on the road. You're like, oh, mate, you're not in the peloton. Get off your bike, right? Right now, I can't get a court. Save yeah. a life. Like I've rang up nearly every day. What? Sorry, mate, booked out. You're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but look. Here's here's the thing. I know people. If you talk to me, maybe help you out. Oh, he's going to take. That's with the light not the tennis. <laughs> uh, well, obviously the one we're all waiting for, Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic. Do you think it, it'll have much of an impact, Nick Kyrgios having a little bit more of that rest, um, given that he didn't have to play uh, Rafael Nadal? We'll never know if he would have got past Rafael Nadal in this, but he certainly had a bit more rest leading into Novak Djokovic. Yeah, that doesn't hurt, does it? You know, that, that one-two uh, punch of having to play both those players. Um, I think Nick would have beaten Rafa. I, I think Nick's in the best shape of his life. Uh, all the basketball that he's been playing uh, as exercise has played out well. You know, he's moving well. When you're moving well, you arrive at the ball with more options. You know, Nick's got a lot of shots. and We're kind of seeing that play out. He's played two five-set matches. He backed up really well from those. Um, it's quite unusual, you know, because he won't have played for four days um, when he takes on Novak. So there'll be kind of a lot of pent-up energy and adrenaline, and there's no question he'll be nervous when he steps out. You have to be. I think everybody is. Um, it's such a cathedral, that Wimbledon Centre Court. When the umpire says, let's play, there's a hush, and, you know, you just get this pit in your stomach. It's kind of nerve-wracking. I think even the crowd does. You know, there's a lot of ghosts in that stadium. They've been playing the Wimbledon final there since the 1920s. There's a lot of history there. So it's an incredible stadium. But Nick, Nick's got, he's got the best foot in the world. So I think what that allows him to do, even with tension and nerves at the start of the match, it, it allows him to keep the scoreboard ticking over, um, to stay on track. After 10 or 15 minutes, the nerves dissipate. And as a, as a rule, if you don't have that server or you just you don't have a big game, before you know it, Novak's got your 4-1 in the first and it's an uphill battle from there. But I think Nick has the ability just to, to keep scoreboard pressure on Novak. And look, ultimately... I think it's the combination of Nick's serve, the power that he possesses off the ground, and then his ability to play unpredictability. He's got great hands. He's, you know, he can play at the net. He's got the drop shot covered, the slice covered. And Nick knows when to be patient. He's a really astute uh, tactician, to be honest. Um, and I don't think Novak is the Novak that we're completely used to because he's had an unusual year. There's been big chunks of the year where because of his anti-vax stance, he has not been allowed to play. I've noticed a lot with his games now, he sometimes seems to almost draw the opponent in and, you know, loses that first set or loses that second set and then absolutely smashes them. Is that deliberate or is that just him getting (laughs) on the back foot? Tanking. Yeah. No, that's him. That's him being human. You know, like these, the the big four in men's tennis, and, you know, we refer to Rafa, Roger, Novak and Andy. They're just so good and they win. And the, the surfaces are quite generic now. They weren't in the past. They are now. So you can just take your game and transplant it. 
to any surface. And once you figure out the movement, you're okay. Because they all play somewhat similarly. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're just seeing a little bit of self-doubt, as I spoke about, because of those times away. You know, he hasn't had the, the, the matches absolutely week in, week out. I don't know if you remember, but at the French Open, Novak lost to Rafa in mm. four. But in two of those sets, he had Rafa in trouble, big trouble on the scoreboard. But he couldn't put him away. You know, yeah. that, that's doubt, that's hesitation. And we haven't seen that in the past, but a little bit of the, that is there. And that is what is making me think that Nick can get this done. It's going to be an interesting um, match in terms of the crowd. Now, both players are polarising in some ways. Mm. And it, I'm really intrigued to see how the actual crowd who are there on, on uh, tonight tell you. You know, you, they're going to be like, oh, geez, I hate Kyrgios. Oh, I'm going to start going for Novak. And then all of a sudden you think about all the things Novak's done. You're like, oh, hang on, wait, he's not much. He's not real nice either. So it's going to be an interesting uh, twist to see who the crowd are actually cheering for. Well, I've watched, you know, watched every one of Mick's Nick's matches at this Wimbledon. And look, I, I'd have to say, as is the case wherever he goes, the crowd are loving it. They're, either, either they're loving the tennis yeah. or they're loving the show. I don't, I, you know, but they're loving it. Um, I would say Nick, and this sounds kind of weird because Novak's been, this is his 32nd Grand Slam final. Wow. Uh, Nick's first. It's incredible, isn't it? But I would say the crowd are going to be pro Nick. And I know that sounds kind of strange when you think about the champion that Novak is, but I think that's going to be the case. But you know what? You know what? I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually ready for the next crew to take the mantle yeah. of the big four. Like at oh, some point. I feel like we've been saying that for five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you've won enough. Come on. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Well, off we, you go. Come on. I think we all sort of thought Zverev might be the one to do that, but it's, uh, yeah, we're still waiting. You can catch the men's final, Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic tonight, live on nine from 10.30 PM, nine, nine HD and Stan. And you get your free seven day trial to Stan by visiting stan.com.au forward slash sport. Wally Masur, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you. We'll talk again. Wonderful. After the break, we gear up for the Broncos and the Dragons. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Apps and the two Steves. That's mm. what I'm, I'm going to go with. We should have our own podcast. Yeah. The two, the two Steves. Steves. <laughs> Something yeah. in there, potentially. Yeah. Maybe no. not. Yeah, you don't seem that keen. <laughs> 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 I sort of pitched it, threw it out there, looked at you. And he and just went, went absolutely <laughs> not, could not think of anything worse. <laughs> We're looking towards... Oh. Looking towards the Broncos and the Dragons, who would have thought the Broncos, just looking at the ladder, would be so far up at this point of the season? I don't think any of us thought that I, at the start. I did. Did I you? Did. Oh, come oh, on. You did not. When you. they were losing that many in a row, you yeah. never once said on this show, they'll be in the I had four. a segment on Wednesday which was called Socks Locked two months ago, and I said over the next month, the Broncos will show you why they'll be a top 14. Okay. okay. And that was about well, round five. When they were running fifth. Yeah, when they yeah. won yeah. six. Yeah. When they started to get when a few When they won wins. six straight, I said they're going to be in the top four with a third, yeah. See, that would have been impressive had you, the day after they got the wooden spoon, you were like, late. listen, next year, they're in the top late. four at some point. <laughs> I would have been like, great. But like you just said five minutes ago. <laughs> Nostradamus, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, you know what? This podcast is definitely not happening now. <laughs> <laughs> Integrity. There's a lot of outs for the Broncos, though. Corey Oates, Corey Jensen, Kurt Capel, Patrick Carrigan, Payne Haas, Selwyn Cobbo, Tamari Martin and Thomas Flegler. They, if you were a Dragons fan, you would be looking a little bit more confident than perhaps you were a couple of weeks ago looking at this draw. 
Well, I think the big out for the Dragons is Ben Hunt, of course. He's probably been their best player all year. However, look, the Broncos have played well, considering when they have missed the likes of Haas uh, this season. They've missed Reynolds, but still being able to piece it together. I I liken it to Melbourne. You know, it's not about the man, it's about the jersey. And I think there's that bit of that mentality at the moment with the Broncos. They're going to go into this game as... Favourites. However, I have been liking what I'm seeing from the Dragons over the last couple of weeks, putting some solid performance against Souths, good tight victory against uh, Canberra last week. So um, I think this will be, out of the four games, the game of the round. Big. The game of the round, really. Mm. Well, yeah, there's only yeah, four. Yeah, four. yeah, it's, yeah so it's one in four chance. And I love how you waited to the very last game to say it's the game of the round. Yeah. So you've watched every other game. And you've gone, these did not thrill yeah. me. So this one has to be, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of firsts in rugby league, and these days yeah. there's not many of them anymore. And I'm excited to see rugby league's first ever Deloise. Uh, on the wing, <laughs> number 18 in Corey Oates' position, Deloise Hoiter. Hater. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name, but have we seen a Deloise before in rugby league? <laughs> uh, not off the top of my head. That's a good first, though. I think yeah. so, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be a – if you're not going to watch it for anything else, just watch it for the fact that you're going to see Deloise. I'm calling it Deloise scores a hat-trick. All right. All right. On debut. Three yeah. tries. As well as the uh, NRL that we're gearing up for, thanks to Dometic, we're also gearing up for Novak Djokovic and Nick uh, Kyrgios. Who do you think is going to win the this one? I I think it's going to be Djokovic. Uh, yeah, look, we had yeah. some um, good insight from Wally uh, Wally Masur earlier. Uh, he is a Kyrgios fan. Uh, he's rank outsider with the bookies at $4.25 to win. But, look, I always bet with my heart. Um, I've been following Kyrgios. It's like a bad relationship. I love him, <laughs> then I hate him, and love him, then hate him. Um, but I will be watching this. Uh, after all, he is Australian, and I, I think he can actually get the job done. The great Brooksy uh, called him um, uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's said, great. That is a great euphemism. Isn't it? He, yeah. He's that guy that you, they're all booing him on the field, and, and then you're cheering for him. He's hitting, smashing things. It's, Uh-oh, here comes the putter throw. (laughs) That was gearing up with thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Thank you so much for listening to NRL Crunch Time. You can subscribe to the NRL Crunch Time podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify, not the Two Steves podcast. They apparently (laughs) won't be doing that. We're working on that. Coming up after Crunch Time, you've got Broncos and the Dragons, Mark Braybrook, Scott Sadler, and Gary Belcher. Have a fantastic day. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. 7-Eleven. Hot food, hot and ready near you. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.